Thank you all for being here. Um, so we're not, we haven't officially been in a series, um, and as we've been kind of transitioning, transitioning some changes and different things, and so we finished the series, and and I kind of went on to some other things, and then all of a sudden I found myself, uh, my message today kind of ties into a message from a couple weeks ago that I preached called Do It Again, and I found myself, I'm like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm really on a theme, but I feel like the theme that I'm on is kind of my life right now, and so I'm kind of speaking out of the overflow of where I'm at, and, uh, but then we're also, we are kind of moving into a new series, and I was like, well, this also kind of fits in the next series um, about uh, the uh, summer of refreshing. And so I was kind of torn. I was like, well, I was like, we'll just throw it wherever. Like, so we got a summer of refreshing graphics. If you feel like it fits with last or two weeks ago and you want to say that's a Pastor Lane series for two weeks ago, that's fine. You can do what you want. You're an adult. It's okay. No, it's, it's all good. And so just in this series uh, or not series, whatever it is, trying to figure it out. And, um, and today I really just felt on my heart, like, I really just have an encouragement for us today. Uh, something to share, something that's on my heart, a challenge that I'm facing and, and, and stepping into, and, and this is what I feel that I have to bring. And so we're going to start with the scripture, and we're pretty much going to spend most of our time here in Hebrews chapter 11. But in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. It is the reality of what we hope for. For hope for being the future, the next thing that we have. And I was thinking about this challenge of so much of like, how do we prepare for the next thing? The next thing we have in our lives, whatever that may be, the next phase, the next job, the next move, the next whatever. Again, um, some of you may be aware, like, like um, I'm moving here next week or this week, however you want to look at this next. I always get into that argument of like, well, yeah, next Saturday. You mean this Saturday or next Saturday? Like the Saturday? No, anyway. And so, but like, how do we prepare for the next thing that's coming? And the challenges that we have in that, it, it is challenges. You know, last week we got to celebrate a couple of graduates, a college graduate and a high school graduate, plus me personally. I was in San Angelo last week at our San Angelo campus celebrating my daughter being a graduate, graduating from high school and moving on to college and the next thing and, and all of that kind of stuff. And, and um, it's just, it's a lot happening right now in the sense of next. What's next and how do we do that? I thought about as we're going into summer, I remember when I was a high schooler and graduated my small little high school south of Boston, the, the barbecue capital of Texas called Lockhart. Some of you are like, whatever, my barbecue is the capital. No, it was, it was that town, Lockhart High School, and, and, and Lockhart is, is a small town anyway. And uh, I, remember, I remember graduating, and summertime hits, right? You're going to do those summer activities, and me and my couple of buddies were, were driving off in, out into the country, and his parents had like a bed and breakfast on the river off in nowhere, and, and, uh, and we, we head back to this river, and we midst of this, we found like this giant tree and a rope swing and a dam and like it was so awesome. It was so cool and like and so we're just high school boys and and swimming and, and swinging and like this rope swing was so massive. Um, of course, I was only 17 at the time, so of course, this is the biggest rope swing I'd ever seen in my life, right? Like, because that's the way everything is at 17. And, uh, and so we're there and I look up and I notice that the rope swing is tied to this really huge branch. I'm like, I can climb that. 
you know, that's what boys do. We can climb that, right? And, uh, and I remember looking up, and, and even in the midst of this, I actually saw some college guys older than me. They start climbing this tree and jumping out of the tree. Forget the rope swing. We're going to jump out of the tree. And so I'm like, oh, I've got to be there. I've got to do that. And so I, I find my way and, and climb and, and find my way onto this huge branch, and I'm inchworming my way up this branch. I'm not going to copy that this morning. You're not going to see me inchworm up here. But I'm inchworming my way. There's no other way to hold on to this. And, and I get way up there. This is the highest I've ever been, the biggest jump I'm ever going to make out of a tree into the water. We've already tested the water. It's safe, as, as safe as can be. And, and, um, and, like, and, and I'm there, and I'm... I remember being in this place where all of a sudden where the branch split and I'm standing in the Y of this giant branch and I'm standing there and I've got one hand on this branch and the hand on this branch and my feet are in the, the split and I'm, and I'm there. And all of a sudden, the process of what's going through is, you see, I can look straight down through the split and I can see the water, I can see the straight shot. I can see how clear my jump is going to be out of this tree straight down. However, I can't jump straight down. You see, there are, there's, like, there's a small little gap straight down that I can see that the path is straight, that, 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 that it's clear beneath me, but the way i got to get down is i got to jump out. So i got to jump out over the leaves and clear the rest of the greenery to be able to go down into the water. But wait a second, my brain says, I can see this and this is safe. So why did it take me so long to even possibly consider jumping and letting go of that branch? All the hope within me said, this is safe. This is, I mean, again, safe as safe can be, jumping out of a tree this high up. But everything in me, there's hope there that I'm going to be okay. But yet I found myself in this place of, I can't quite let go. The faith of the moment to act on what I hope for is frozen within me. You ever had that thing? Like everything in you says, I know what's there. I know what's around the corner. I know what's at the next job. I know what's after this, this next thing. I know what's after kids or not kids or empty nesting. Welcome to my life right now. We're figuring that out. And, and I know what's next. But everything in me is like the, the, the faith to act on the thing that I hope for has got me paralyzed in this place. I feel like that could so easily be so many of us. It's life. It's what we face. It's, it's getting stuck in this place. John Acuff, um, I, I love this guy. He's got a new book out. I haven't read it yet. And, and he had this quote um, with his new book. And he's a great comedian guy, funny guy, and, and, and public speaker. And he said, you can get the boat as close to the dock as possible, but there is always a jump. It doesn't matter how close you get, there's always a jump, and you know what that jump is. You've seen the funny videos on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, whatever your platform of choice is. You've seen those videos where that person, they didn't even try to jump. They tried to take it too soft, right? And now all of a sudden they're doing the splits over the water between the boat and the dock. Like they, they failed that moment. Just spend your afternoon now holy place of laughing at people falling into the water online. I'm, I'm telling you right now, Jesus will be with you. It's a spiritual moment. Don't, don't get the pitchforks and torches of heresy here on me. <laughs> the, 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 the paralyzed moments of, of being that. We, we, we have to make this jump. What is your jump? What is the thing that you're facing? 
um, in your life, that you're in this place. And obviously for me, I'm, I'm finding myself in this move from San Angelo, West Texas, to Arlington. You know, I've, I've been traveling back and forth for so long now, making the journey so many weekends and driving back and forth, and oh my goodness, am I ready for routine? <laughs> um, I tried to stay at her house, and, and, and the house that we're moving into this week, it, it didn't work out, and so then I'm crashing at my mom's again uh, up in North Dallas, and like, hey, mom, she just gets back from vacation. I'm, hey, mom, can I crash at your place? Like, I'm like, oh, my goodness, and, uh, and I'm so ready for routine, and, and in this, this place, and yes, I'm making this move. Yes, I'm, I'm in the, the midst of this move and this transition, but oh, my goodness, there's still so much of me that has a jump to make. That, 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 that I can still very easily find myself in the midst of this tree having to take a step of faith, a leap of faith, a jump of faith. That I, that I don't want to get caught in the midst between the boat and the dock, that there's a transition to take place. And I can find myself being paralyzed in this moment if I'm not careful. Uh, just, of just not being able to move forward and, and, and make this, this jump that we got to do. And, and comparisons don't help us. I remember, I remember when I was in that tree, and I saw all, all the college guys, oh, but they're doing it? Oh, man, that one guy, like, you think he's going to belly flop, and last minute he tucks, and, like, it's all good. And I'm like, if they can do it, I can do it. If they can do it, why can't, why, why, can't, why won't my legs let go? <laughs> why, why won't I let go of this branch and move forward? And we find ourselves in the place of, of man, what do, what do we get stuck here for? And you feel there are things you're created to do, but you're not doing them yet. Let me just tell you right now that it's okay. It doesn't matter somebody else's journey and, and where they're at. And, oh, man, I've heard so many stories of pastors that have done amazing things and, and church buildings and moving to a new city. And I've heard those stories. And, and, and like, man, I don't know about you, but I, I've kind of felt a little discouraged by some of those stories. You ever hear someone else's praise report while you're believing for your miracle? And it didn't create an encouragement within you, within yourself. It kind of made like a, a disparaging moment of, of, man, I'm glad God did that for you, but I just don't know. I said, no, no, no. Like, like that, that thing that you're, you're needing that breakthrough in your life, and yet you find yourself, you see other people's breakthrough, and, and you find yourself in the midst. And don't get me wrong, like, like we are called to lead that way. I like, I'm going to skip ahead. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 2, I like says, through their faith, the people in the days of old earned a good reputation, or it was commended to them. They were to be a witness, in other words. I like this. Yesterday, I was riding my bike, just goofing around Arlington and the River Legacy Park, and so I'm on my bike trying to see if I can handle the hills here. You know, I, I'm coming from West Texas. It's just flat and windy, which, by the way, that wind was blowing. I was like, that wind better not follow me from West Texas. And if it does, y'all, I'm sorry. I'm, like, so ready to be over and past the wind of West Texas. Um, it's just always windy. It's just always brutal. And as a cyclist or runner, like, I hate it. I don't know if you can hate something this bad, but I hate it. And, uh, and so, like, anyway, so I'm riding around, and all of a sudden, I'm at River Legacy Park, and I come up, and I'm flying on the road, and, and all of a sudden, I pass a turtle that's on the road. And so I slow down, I turn around, and I come back around, and, and all of a sudden I, I'm making my way back to the turtle. But at the same time, 
there was a, a car that just passed the turtle, and all of a sudden they pull off. I'm like, oh, they got the same idea as me. We're going to save the turtle. We're going to get the turtle off the road. And, uh, and, uh, and this big turtle, and, and, uh, and all of a sudden a little girl, I don't know, eight or nine years old, and she comes running out of the car and, and is running up to the turtle, and we kind of arrive at the turtle at the same time. And she's like, my grandma told me to come and get the turtle off the road. And I'm like, I'm going to back off. I'm like, I'm here to save the turtle too, but I'm like, I'm going to give opportunity, yeah, to this next generation to save the turtle, to do the thing that I always would have done as a kid. And, and, uh, and all of a sudden she gets there and she's like, what do I do? Like, I love this grandma, by the way. Grandma's just like, I don't know if the grandma just assumed or, what, or like you're just going to figure it out, right, kid? Like you're just in that position. You ever as a kid, like you just had to, you were put in a position, you just had to figure it out. You just had to make it happen. And here she was, she's like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and so, and so I, I reached down and I showed her and I just picked up the turtle and showed her. And then I put the turtle right back where it was. I didn't even move the turtle. I just showed her how to move the turtle. And then she's there. And by this point, I probably uh, siblings or cousins that are there around her. And, and here she is. And she picks up this turtle and water and all this and the gross turtle stuff is coming out and he's probably trying to defend himself and and uh, and she moves the turtle over into the grass and I thought what is such a picture of what that's like for us in Hebrews verse 2 of chapter 11 it says a good reputation setting an example being a witness that as we operate in our miracles as we operate through our faith and what God is doing in our lives that we move into a place to set up the next generation or the other people, or maybe, maybe you're even young, and let me not disparage the opportunity you have to even encourage and edify even older generations in your faith. It doesn't matter where we're at on this journey. We're all in this place of walking out our faith. We're all in this place of moving the turtle and being in a place that someone else can come along and do the same as us. It's that challenge, though. You know, my, my dad's, Pastor Walt Lander, is the senior pastor of the church. And I move into these places of faith and trying to walk out my faith, and I'm like, man, I look at the faith of my father, our senior pastor, and the, the different things that he's done, and, and I can, I, I've been so often caught up in this comparison mode. Even now, it's, a, it's that constant thing that, that, that I just have to work on and battle in my life because he's done so many amazing things. I mean, he, he walked through battling cancer with my six-year-old sister many years ago and, and, and his moving to a new town to senior pastor at church and, and the different things. And even our building in San Angelo, when he shows up outside of a building, just looking and believing, just following the leading of God, of where's God leading him to have a, a church member who's an employee of that organization, walk out and say, what do you know? We're packing up and moving. This building's going to be for sale. I mean, for, for, for Pastor Walt to walk in such amazing aspects of faith for our church, for our family. And sure, I've had my moments, but what are my moments compared to Pastor Walt? And I found myself in comparison with my dad, and it's funny because the, one of the greatest breakthroughs I ever had in my life as a Christian and my following Jesus is when I, when I dealt with and, and overcame, and I talked about just even a couple weeks ago, this comparison to my father of being who my father is, of other people looking at me and being and, and judging and, and ranking and, 
and measuring me based on not who I am as Lane Landers, but as who my father is, as Pastor Walt Landers, the pastor of this great church in San Angelo. And this comparison, and as, as I was even in the midst of this message, I felt that same kind of burden, that same kind of weight. Not God's burden, not God's weight, but the weight of comparison, of faith. Have you ever been in that place of trying to measure, but oh, but, but so-and-so, pastor so-and-so, sister so-and-so, whoever that is, oh man, the things that they've done and how they've walked through and I've heard their testimonies. They're not meant to hold us back. I remember even feeling, how tough is it going to be? I remember when I started, a, had the idea of a homeless ministry. And I've, I've shared about the homeless ministry before and, and I didn't act on it. I almost kind of felt like, but, but like, like, is this really that possible? Like, God, you've given me an idea to, to feed the homeless and reach the homeless in my community, in my area, but it, is this really that possible? How big is the, the problem that you're calling me to face compared to what I feel like I can do? And, I, of course, I remember how I, I didn't act on that faith until the moment then I was in a position of a homeless man begging on the street corner right outside my car with my window down, and I didn't have what God told me to have to give him what God told me to give him, and I felt myself in this place. And yeah, this moment became a catalyst in my life to finally do the thing, but it's still so challenging because what is this going to look like? And yet, then to go from the place of what we did with the homeless ministry in San Angelo, with the youth ministry and teenagers going out and, and caring for the homeless and, and the people begging on the corners and going to another city to do amazing ministry with another ma amazing organization and all the things that even, even share this story last year, I think it was last year, even here in Arlington to have a young man, a teenager, hear this story and then, and then have this moment where, where he all of a sudden felt God speaking to him about a particular place. And, and where he even lived, he, there was no one to be homeless and begging on the street corner. But yet he had an idea and that God had, had guided him in this moment and his parents of this church to, to, to reinforce and support this idea that we're going to, we're not going to just get to the ledge. We're going to jump off this tree. We're going to jump into the water. We're going to jump into the river. We're going to do this thing. It's moving turtles to move turtles. It's making our leaps so others can make their leaps. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. What is keeping us stuck on this branch? Instead of making the leap, instead of making the jump. So those challenges that we face. I know some of you, some of you are at church this morning. You're like, this is my jump. I made the jump. I'm here. <laughs> I'm in this place. I, I made it past the struggles, the frustrations, getting the kids ready, all the reasons I had to be able to just stay back at home and, and, and turn on Netflix instead or maybe a podcast, whatever that might be. But you're here. But what is, what is that jump? I remember when I was up in that tree, and finally I'm getting there. And, I, and I, I'm there for so long in that tree that, 
you know, there's this person that wants to swing on the rope swing and go out into the river and, and go, and I'm like, and they're waiting on me, and I'm like, no, no, y'all just go on ahead. Y'all just, y'all just go, and I just wave them on because I'm stuck. I'm paralyzed in this place. The hope is there. I just quite can't quite let go. I can't quite just make that leap. So, so okay, I'm going to count. Have you ever tried the count thing? You try it with your kids, right? <laughs> and they're like, man, if it, if it can just work. And I'm going to count to three. Well, you count up, you count down. And, you know, and then, of course, if you count up, well, you, then at the end of it, you just justify, well, I should have counted down, and I should have done it in reverse, and so that's the reason it didn't work out. And you're like, one, two, three. Oh, it doesn't, doesn't work. It doesn't go. You're in that place. You're in that new thing. You're turning in that application, and you're like, I can't quite push the inner button. I don't know. Can I really have an opportunity for this job? I don't know. And you're in this place of having to jump. Oh, my goodness. And then, oh, then, then at some point, <laughs> what should be faith is turning into fear because I cannot move out of this position. At some point, like I had all the hope at all the expectation, I even had the knowledge and the understanding to get me to this ledge. But then, all of a sudden, I can't quite make that next move. I can't quite move, and my faith turns into fear. And I'm in the midst of this. Oh, one, two, three, oh, I just can't quite let go. I remember the time that I finally, after being up there for probably 15, 20 minutes, probably longer, I'll, I'll, I'll just, we'll say that for now. And, and finally, at some point, I made the jump. I jumped. I jumped out of the trap. Like John Acuff says, when you go for it, you don't escape fear. You land in it. You splash in it. You ripple it. You disperse it. You move it out of your way once you finally face that fear. And it's, it's moving into a place of that faith, making that jump, making that leap. And you finally get there. Of course, then do you, do you jump again? What does that one jump lead to? I feel like so many times in, in this position, it was like, man, I got down. I survived. I'm in the water. I'm getting out of the water. And it's like, oh, my goodness. I got to do that again. I got to go again. And you get back in line. You never had that time where that faith came through for you. And all of a sudden, you're like, I can take on. What's next? Come on. You're like, come on, God, what's next? What you got for me? Come on, devil, you ain't got nothing against me. You're like, I got this. I might get up there again. And you climb back up that tree. You get back into that position, and you go to jump again. One, two, three. Oh, not quite. Not quite there. Like a little more boldness, a little more courage, but yet there's still that follow-through. All the hope in you is still like, you know, I can look down and see the water and see that it's safe. But the action... The step of faith to literally jump has got me in this place. I've been here before. It got me a little closer. It got me a little further. Many of the leaps we take in life involve a deep breath and an act of faith. They are just go-for-it moments that don't arise out of endless analysis of the pros and cons, the, the figuring out, the weighing this or that. They come from an inner urge to get out of your own way. Remember when Pastor Walt, we've been in the transition, and, and I've had so many jobs within the life church, and honestly, even the first time I ever worked for the church, I didn't apply. I did not submit an application. We were in a place that I was volunteering in the youth ministry, 
as a youth leader, and I'd been teaching myself graphic design and editing, video editing, and uh, all this website stuff, and I'd just been learning because it was fun. And all of a sudden, the guy who was the media director and youth pastor was moving on to the charter school. This is when the charter school is just being created, and, and Joel is moving on to the charter school. And all of a sudden, we're in a meeting, church staff meeting, and they're just looking around, and I'm like, I'm just part-time for the church doing some maintenance. I was also a teacher in the school and uh, part-time. And all of a sudden, they're, they're looking around. They're like, what are we going to do? How are we going to replace Joel? And all of a sudden, one of the pastors on staff looks over at me. And he says, how about his shadow? And I got voluntold to become the new youth pastor and media director. I did not submit an application. But I was still in the moment of having to leap. It didn't matter that I had this opportunity. It didn't matter that I was even being told. There was still a moment that I had to make this jump. I don't think it was immediate. I think I was a youth pastor just trying to survive. <laughs> I, was in, I was in the water. I maybe got pushed off the ledge, and I'm in the water just trying to stay afloat. Of course, if any of you work in youth ministry, you know what I mean, until you get your head afloat. Then youth ministry is awesome. Don't get me wrong. Right? You, gotta, you should do your time in youth ministry. It's really fun. I, I just said that wrong again. I'm just trying to put that positive spin on youth ministry. It's actually fun. I'll tell you this. One time my wife was asked. She was on a women's retreat. I'll share the story. I may have shared this last time. I don't even know. It's been coming up a lot lately. And she was asked one time. We were in youth ministry, and she's going on a women's retreat. And so she's in the van with all the ladies, and they're heading off to the conference. And, and um, Miss Mary Carroll looks over at my wife, and she goes, and, and I, again, I'm not going to try to do her, her voice. <laughs> not enough people know Mary Carroll here. And uh, Miss Mary, she, she looks over at my wife and says, would you rather be in youth ministry or, or women's ministry. And, and you know, because I'm on the way to a women's event, and my wife looks at Miss Mary and says, uh, I, take, I take youth ministry because at least they don't know no better. <laughs> like, at least the kids, they don't know any different, and they're, just, they're making the wrong choices. Anyway, there you go. There's a difference between youth ministry and adult ministry. Teenagers, they just don't know any better. There you go. So, in this place, I, wherever I was in this story, of making this jump, making this leap again, and, and finding myself in positions, and even Pastor Walt with Arlington. Hey, Lane, I want you to move to Arlington, and, and, and we want to do this, and here's what we're, we're putting some focus here, and, and, and instead of me back and forth and uh, from San Angelo, he wants me to be stationed in Arlington and, and working from that angle, and, like, and oh my goodness, of course, when your pastor, your boss, and, and your father tells you to do something, sometimes you're just like, you say yes, figure it out later, but... Maybe, maybe we ought to do more with God that way. You just say yes, make the jump, we'll figure the rest out later. God, you're telling me to do what? I remember one time when, when all of a sudden at the end of a service we were doing like announcements and they were like, hey, so uh, we want to add another, another home group. I think we called them life groups at the time. We want to add another life group. And, uh, and so we need someone to open up their home. And, and Rusty and Sherry, they're going to lead this home group. And we just need someone to open up their home. Okay. What am I doing? I didn't even talk to my wife, and I'm an introvert. I don't open my home. This is not, this is not me. Sometimes you just got to say yes and make that jump and just believe. The hope is there that what God is doing is good. And sometimes we just got to get to the place of making the jump. Count to three and make the jump. Count to one from three, whatever you need to do. But we need to be in a place. And as I thought about this in Hebrews 11, I thought about, oh, man. You know, I've too often read Hebrews 11 as a list, as a checklist. Sometimes it's even been disparaging to me rather than encouraging to me. It's been the thing that I can't do rather than the things that I can do. 
It's been those moments where, wait, God, you moved in these people's life. Where should I be in this story? In Hebrews chapter 11, we pick it up, and I, I love this. I'm, I'm going to read pieces of verses. So if you have your, your Bible or your phone and you want to click there, you can be there. We're not going to have these on screen. And go later and listen to this later and, and even, or listen, read. Sorry, I say listen because I listen to the Bible probably more than I read the Bible. Uh, especially, oh, man, it, first of all, if you like music to your Bible, especially like a hip-hop beat, I tell you, Street Lights, Street Lights uh, organization out of Chicago uh, doing amazing things. I love it, even in Spanish uh, for those. By the way, Pastor David Bonet's in San Angelo, and we go to a Mexican restaurant because that's what you do in San Angelo anyway. It's either barbecue or, or Mexican restaurant. And all of a sudden, he starts speaking Spanish, talking about being put to shame. <laughs> Pastor Bonet speaking Spanish in my hometown at my restaurant. And I'm like, habla español muy poquito. And I'm just like, I'm like, I'm just going to move on. Like, I'm not even going to try to make a fool of myself. And, uh, and so anyway, we're in this position. And um, so I, I love this story, this, this moment. So Streetlights Bible, Audio Bible, whatever, whatever your preference is, get there and, and go through Hebrews 11 on your own later. But I love in verse 4. It was by faith that Abel brought a more acceptable offering to God. And then verse 5, it was by faith that Enoch was taken up to heaven without dying. He was known as a person who pleased God. And it was impossible, it is impossible to please God without faith. But I love this because this, this phrase, by the way, if hope precedes faith, then if I have no faith, then I may have no hope, and the issue may be, a hope that's there. Yeah, there's a struggle in act. There's a struggle in making the jump. But do we have hope? Verse 7, it was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. The hope was there of what, what he could see, what he was going to do. But he had to act on that faith. There was a moment he had to step into it and actually make it happen. He had to make the jump. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land. Can I get an amen that God would give him as his inheritance? I'm, a, I'm identifying with this a little bit right now. I don't know about you. You may be in a place as well. Maybe your graduates are identifying with this. Uh, it's moving on to a new place. But it was by faith. It was by faith that even Sarah, in verse 11, was able to have a child Though she was barren and was too old, she believed that God would keep his promise. There was an act of faith that Sarah had to go through. And by the way, if you're not sure what that act of faith was, I'm not going to tell you here. That's another conversation. But there's an act of faith. It was by faith that Sarah, it was by faith that Abraham offered Isaac. It was by faith that Isaac, it was by faith that Jacob, it was by faith that Joseph. And it just keeps going. And I love this in Hebrews because it says it over and over and over. It was by faith. Say faith. It was by faith. It was by faith that Joseph, in verse 22, said confidently. To encourage you here this morning, maybe, maybe one of the steps of faith, maybe your jump is simply to change your language. I'm not talking about speaking Spanish. I'm talking about speaking hope. I'm talking about speaking positivity. I'm talking about speaking love to those around you or your situation that you're in. It's speaking confidently the things of God in, on earth as it is in heaven. And it's changing our language from I can't do this to I can do this. 
to there is no hope in this relationship to God can restore all things, to changing what it is to speak confidently about. And it may be hard. You may be finding a new way. You know what? Sometimes when I get cut off, and instead of saying the things that I used to say, oh, my wife was telling on me, we're at dinner with some friends and uh, talking about how our kids repeat things. And I remember, of course, I, I was a younger man. This wasn't like last year. Um, but when, when my little girl repeated and when I got cut off and, and, and what she, what'd she call them? And, it, <laughs> and all of a sudden, idiot comes from the back seat. You know, I'm like, oh, man. You know when your kid says something, they heard it from somewhere. It's probably us parents. And, and like in, in that moment, and, um, and now I'm like, bless him, Jesus. You know what I mean? Like, I bless them, Jesus. I like, oh man, I was behind the person, and they're in the they're in the left lane, going slow. By the way, I come from West Texas. I got a level of expectation of how drivers should be in the DFW. I shouldn't be the slow one from West Texas. <laughs> you know. So when the guy's in the slow, going slow in the fast lane, and I can see him punching on his phone, I'm sure he's lost. I know there's probably a valid excuse. Bless him, Jesus. He needs direction. Bless him, Jesus. Out of my lane. Bless him, Jesus. Whatever that looks like. Change your language, whatever that may be. And maybe that's a bless him, Jesus language that you just need to start saying. I know they need all the help that Jesus can give them, right? That's all of us. So Joseph, he said confidently, we're making our way through the list. We're finishing up. It was by faith that Moses, and he gives us three examples. Moses is special. Three times it gives us with Moses. It was by faith that the people of Israel, I love this. It switches from individual people, and then all of, a sudden, all of a sudden, it gives us the people of Israel. It gives us from one person to a collective group of people. I'm telling you, church, we're moving into a season that I believe there's a time for us to not sit back in passivity. You know, I've had moments of faith, and I realized this as I was even analyzing my life. I've had moments of great faith in my life and my wife in our life together even, but there were moments of passivity when, when situations came into my bubble and my realm and my, my expectation that I was able to then react and respond in faith. But am I moving to a place that I'm going to go in faith? Am I in a place that I'm going to chase after what God is saying is mine, where I'm going to chase after what God is saying to accomplish, where I'm going to chase after and I see that even in the, here in the group, the people of Israel, it was by faith. What's the thing that our church is going to do when it says it was by faith that the life church did this? What is the thing that God is moving us to in our mission, in our accomplishments? Maybe that's not even our community. Maybe that's through missions through our connecting with people and, and going around the world and we're just working and Pastor Michael, our worship leader who's not here today and Quan who's doing a great job for us and we're so appreciative and Pastor Michael is going to be going on a mission trip soon with several others from our church. It was by faith that the Life Church made a big difference. We've been one of the largest uh, churches or, or not largest churches in the size of the church but one of the churches that's made the largest impact with Global Ventures taking some of the largest groups throughout the world, taking the gospel, sharing the good news of Jesus in so many nations. And we have been so blessed here at the Life Church to be a blessing and to be an impact and, and just in so many different things. And it was by faith. It was by faith that Rahab, as I finish here with this, I hate 
if I'm, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, which I, I do that often. So don't hold it against me and just have conversation. I hate that it says Rahab the prostitute. Really, Ryder? Really? We, 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 was Rahab that common of a name that we needed to put the prostitute after it? Was Rahab the Mary of the time? Was Rahab the Jennifer? Like, like was that really that common of a name that, that, that you, the writer, felt it necessary to put prostitute? I find myself just wanting to skip past it. Just, just, just ignore it. Don't read that part. Leave it out. It's just Rahab. If we've learned who she is, then we understand her position. Her position to know what God had said into, into what God was doing. But then when the spies end up in her place, on her doorstep, to still make that jump. I imagine Rahab being able to look down and see, I see what the water is. I see how clear it is. I see the path. I see the journey. But there's still the moment that I've got to make a step of faith, a jump of faith, a leap of faith. I've got to clear this. I've got to make it out. I'm going to be challenged in this by my own people, but I'm going to choose God's way instead of the way of those around me and the naysayers and the negative people and those that come against me. This may look different, but God's way is probably going to look different. And my responsibility in this moment is to make this jump, is to clear the leaves. I know what's below I know there's a moment of just splashing the fear and casting it out. But, but then here we are so long after her life and the writer here feels it's so necessary to remind us. Long after her life, Rahab the prostitute. And then I finally woke up to what I believe God was doing here in the scripture. Because when you look back in verse 2, what did it call them? It says, they were good. Depending on your translation, they were commended. You see, it's Rahab the prostitute who is good. Rahab the prostitute who is commended. It, it's not there to continue as an identifying marker of who she is at this moment. But for us to remember, this is who she was, but God says now this is who she is. She is verse 2. Verse 2 is applying to all the people in this list beyond their mistakes and their hang-ups and the moments when they did not jump when they should have jumped. And God says in verse 2, I call them good. Oh, my encouragement to you this morning is sometimes the thing that keeps us from making the jump is the prostitute, is the past, is the sin, is the mistakes, is what is behind us. And God says, you may remember that, but I call you good. I call you commended. Just move into what I'm doing in your life. Take this jump. Make this leap. It's not what's behind you. It's what's in front of you. 
and you get back up there and you've done it once before and you find yourself not being able to jump again. And God's saying, remember who I call you to be. Remember who I say you are, not who the enemy's trying to speak into your life, not who that ex is trying to speak into your life, not who even your kids with, with damaged relationship, your friends, your coworkers, not even any other people. What the enemy is trying to remind your brain of those hangups and those things that when God uses this list, this list is not a checklist. It is to exhort us into a place it was by faith how do you finish that statement maybe you have finished that statement maybe you're not sure what the next statement is but you finished that statement before and it's time for you to show someone else how to pick up the turtle it's time for you to share your testimony, share your story, even the story that, 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 that you weren't ready to share. But God, if God is saying, hey, it's time to share that thing, you may be ashamed by it and embarrassed by it, but, but move into what I've got for you. Jump in the river. Jump in the cleansing water of what I'm doing as the river of life. I want to do something miraculous through you. And maybe there's been something that's been on your hearts. It's been on your mind it's been bugging you. It's that jump that's not been leaving you, and, and yet you found yourself paralyzed in the moments. How would you finish that statement? It was by faith that I did blank. I believe that this Hebrews chapter 11 is for us to complete. He gives us so many examples. I love what he says in verse 32. How much more do I need to say, the writer writes, how much more do I need to say? Because at some point, the list has to end. Because at some point, the list ends where you begin. You are the next person in this list. You are the next thing. We are the next church. We are the next organization. How do we finish? It was by faith. And if you don't have it, maybe now's the time to find it. Maybe now's the time that God's saying, let's finish this. Will you stand with me here in this time? I'm going to pray. And if I can pray for you, and we're going to go into one final song. And during this time, this is the time for us to continue to press in, continue to hear God, continue to know that the Holy Spirit is moving in us. For us to see what he wants us to see and hear what he wants us to hear and know what he wants us to know to experience his fullness in our life. But what is the end of your statement for it was by faith that you did the next thing. It was by faith that you made the jump. You know, at some point I made that jump so many times I didn't have to continue to count. I was able to just get to that place and jump. Get to that place and jump. Maybe you need to be reminded of all the times that you jumped in life, all the times that you got to that place and you made the jump. And some other fear has crept in, some other enemy has crept in, some other naysayer and doubt has moved into your life and God's saying, don't you remember all these other times that you made the jump? It's just another jump. It's just another moment. It's just another act of faith. It's the same hope. It's the same love. 
I'm the same God that took you through all these other situations. I'm the same God then as the same God now. And I brought you through all these other situations in your life. I'm going to bring you through this moment. God, we lift up our lives to you. And we say it's all for you, for your glory. We ask you to move in our lives. Give us courage, hope, faith. Give us the determination to chase the things that you said was ours that we have forgotten about. Church, if you repeat after me, and this is for all of us to pray, whether you want to give your life to Jesus for the first time right here, right now, or whether you just want to maybe even just turn back and say, God, I have lived in fear too long. It's time for faith. If you'll repeat this prayer to me, say, Dear God, thank you for loving me. Thank you for Jesus Christ and his sacrifice. Forgive me for my sin, the things I didn't do that I should have done, and the things I did do that I should not have done. Forgive me. Make me new. Help me to make the jump towards you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Worship him. Thank him right now in your own voice, your own way. We're going to praise this song. Our prayer team is going to be available. If you need prayer for anything, if you need a miracle in your life, if you need help to make the jump, they don't, you don't have to tell them what the jump is. Just come and agree. Say, you know what? I need to make a jump. And they're going to pray with you. They're going to believe with you. And then we're going to worship. And then we'll be dismissed after this song.